Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Jacob Hatch joins us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And uh, Jake, man, I really appreciate you joining us. Hope everything's going well. How you doing this afternoon? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. So talk to us about BYU. We're not very familiar with BYU other than the fact that we do know it's in Provo. We know they've had some really good players. We know they've had some uh, really good uh, coaches out there. And we also know that Zach Wilson likes to party it up with his mom's best friends. But besides <laughs> all that stuff, man, just talk to us about BYU heading into this season and the expectations and the type of team that they are. Uh, expectations for BYU are actually rather high. Uh, the last two seasons, BYU has gone 21-4. and four. They won 11 games with Zach Wilson under center during the 2020 season. I think most people – Saw the Cougars kind of come out of nowhere that year due to the pandemic and all that. But then last year, a lot of people thought after a pretty mass exodus, I think 12 guys from the 2020 squad went to the NFL. And a lot of people thought the following year in 2021 was going to be a little bit of a rebuilding year. But BYU just kind of reloaded with Jaron Hall at quarterback and kind of inserted different guys into different spots and went out and put up another 10-win season last year. Albeit every season's a little different. I think most Cougar fans would tell you that uh, 2020 versus 2021 are two very different uh, feelings because the tail end of the 2021 season was a rough one as they lost the UAB and the Independence Bowl down there in Shreveport. But going into this year, I, I think the biggest thing for BYU is there's a lot of Cougar fans out there that expect them to maybe put up another 10-11 win season and get themselves ready because in 2023 they're joining the Big 12. They're getting into the big time. They've been an independent for over a decade now and they're finally on the precipice of making it into where they've always wanted to be, and that is inside the Power 5 ranks. Arkansas making the trip to Provo. Provo is a great environment. Seems like it's a tough place to play. What makes it so tough making that trip to Provo? Uh, biggest thing is, for, for Arkansas in particular, is, is going to be the distance and obviously the elevation. I know Arkansas has a, has a decent elevation down there in the southeast, but when you're up here in Utah and Provo, you're sitting at 4,600 uh, 4, feet in the air, almost a mile high. And a lot of teams will come in here. The first half, I've heard enough uh, opposing players and coaches say that the first half, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. But then at some point in the second half, most teams, that's when the lungs begin to burn a little bit more. You start to realize there's a little uh, less oxygen in the air, and guys start to wilt a little bit for both teams to come from a lower elevation. So uh, that's obviously going to be a factor. I would say that uh, weather could be a factor. It is going to be in mid-October in Utah. Uh, the funny thing about Utah in the fall is you could go potentially in the middle of October and have a 75, 80-degree beautiful day, or you could have a game where you show up, it's in the 40s, and there's snow for So there is no in-between if this is like with BYU and the weather here, but I think the biggest thing for most teams is the fact that there's elevations that are coming through that a lot of teams are not accustomed to. So what's been the excitement level of the – aspect of joining the Big 12? Because we know realignment's been huge, and BYU's been an independent now for a little bit, and but a quality football program. So is everybody there in Provo really excited about joining the Big 12? Are they a little suspect? What's the overall vibe? In a word, they're ecstatic. Uh, BYU's whole goal when they went independent, they went independent at the same time as Utah, their arch rival, uh, joined the Pac-12 back in 2011. BYU's whole goal going, in, uh, whole goal going independent was to eventually make it to where they're at now, and that is joining a Power 5 conference. They spent over a decade as an independent. As you said, they were a pretty quality program during that time. But the biggest thing that BYU fans, I think, are excited for is to be a part of the big time. 
what they've aspired for for years. This is a program that does have a national championship trophy. It's all the way back in 1984, so it's essentially the dark ages at this point, it feels like, in the past. But BYU fans have always dreamed of playing on the highest uh, tier, the highest level of college football, and that's what the Big 12 is going to offer, at least for the time being. I think all of a sudden, like you said, looking at realignment, we're kind of wondering if the SEC and the Big 10 are going to create the Big 2, and then everybody else is going to be stuck on the outside of that. But for the time being, BYU fans, they feel like they finally spent a decade out in the wilderness been independent. They finally got invited in to be a member of the Big 12, and they're absolutely stoked to be a member of that conference. So they, they went through a process to, to finally get to the Power Five. So at the time that they went independent, were their options discussed about going Power Five at that time, and they just had to take the long road and take the process of finally getting there? Yeah, the biggest thing is they, they understood that uh, Utah was the beneficiary of uh, Texas and Oklahoma at the time. Uh, many of us will recall that, that first real big era of realignment in the 2010-2011 uh, years is that Texas and Oklahoma decided to stick with the Big 12 at the time, and that opened the door for Colorado and Utah to get into the Pac-12. And BYU, watching people like uh, TCU and Utah leave the Mountain West Conference, which they had been uh, very good rivals with in that conference, watching them get the opportunity to jump up. BYU explored all of their options. There was no uh, ready invite for them. Uh, when it came to Power 5 conference affiliation, there was another round of realignment and rumors about them potentially joining the Big 12 in 2016. It's kind of been an annual conversation, if, I, if I'm being honest, about BYU and Power 5 membership for the past decade. But they, they just kind of bided their time. They, they believed that they continued to win at a decent clip. They put, put together what they truly were playing as a national schedule. They believed that they continued to show well. They'd eventually get that opportunity, and it finally came this past year when the Big 12 opted to bring them in with the other three schools out of the American Athletic Conference. We're speaking with Jake Hatch, covering all things BYU as part of the uh, Zone Sports Net in the morning show here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline. So, Jake, uh, the guy that I want to ask you about, of course, is Jaron Hall. Because quarterbacks, it's what it's all about in college football, as we know. they got a guy that obviously had, had a lot of experience last year, a lot of success, and he's entering into his senior year this upcoming season. What can you tell us about him, the type of quarterback he is, as well as just the BYU offense in general? Uh, Jaron is a savvy operator. That's the way I'd describe him. He's got very good feet. I think most Razorbacks fans, uh, you all have watched K.J. Jefferson uh, play football, his dual threat ability. K.J.'s a bigger body than Jaron Hall, but they're similar in, play, in, in style of play, in my opinion. Both of them got good arms, can deliver the ball down the field, but at the same time, if they need to make plays with their feet, they can do that. Uh, Jaron's a driven uh, young man. He actually was in the, a competition with Zach Wilson that Zach ultimately won out uh, in that 2020 season, and Jaron, to his credit, just kind of stuck by the program, said, you know what, my time is going to come, and he got that opportunity when Zach went on to the NFL after the 2020 season. Had a decent year a year ago, uh, missed three games due to injury, but the hope is this year for him that he can go out and have a healthy senior season and then get his opportunity in the NFL, but he's a he's a really, really fun player, and I think Razorback fans, they're going to see a guy that's similar to K.J. Jefferson just the style of play when these two squads match up. Now, of course, with BYU going into the Big 12, rivalries will come about, but who's their biggest rival right now? And uh, we know that, you know, those things could change, but traditionally, who's been their biggest rival? It's the U, the University of Utah. These two schools are 40 miles apart from one another. Uh, people literally live next door to each other who are U or Cougar fans. 
And it is as big of a rivalry as you will find in the country, and I'm serious about this. These two fan bases go toe-to-toe every single day on social media. All you got to just search is BYU or Utah, and I'm sure you can, within the first 10 tweets on, on Twitter, for example, you'd find some Ute fan or some Cougar fan uh, needling the other one. That, that, that's the thing about this. University of Utah and BYU are just absolutely at each other's throats. It creates a fun dynamic here, obviously working in sports radio out here. It's just a really, really fun rivalry. We like to get after each other. But, yeah, going into the Big 12, it's going to be a new opportunity for BYU to renew some acquaintances. I know TCU and them were in the Mountain West together and developed a little bit of a rivalry there. But there's opportunities to develop new rivalries. I think last year BYU getting beat up by Baylor like they did has Cougar fans feeling like we need to get some revenge uh, when Baylor comes to BYU in the second week of the season this year. and That one could be a good one because both of them are private, religiously affiliated universities. But I don't know that necessarily anything right away in the Big 12 is going to supersede what BYU and Utah currently have in terms of their rivalry. Now, BYU and Utah, they've played over the past couple of years. Do you think it'll – and they probably have some future games scheduled, but do you think it'll get to the point where they – they play a little more often, even though they're in different conferences? Yeah, they, they actually made it a priority uh, during uh, the independent era for BYU and Utah being the Pac-12. They actually made it a, a pretty important uh, point to play almost annually. They did miss two years in the middle part of the decade, and they will miss the next two years. So this year and next year, they're not going to play. But they do have games booked through the end of the decade, though, beyond that. So I think it's going to continue to be a priority for both universities to play the game as often as they possibly can. I don't necessarily think it will be an annual deal because I just think with how scheduling is going with nine and some people rumoring that there might be 10-game conference schedules in the future for these conferences, I would imagine that BYU and Utah will continue to make it a priority, but it may not be an every-year deal. But they'll play it pretty often, and it will remain one of those things that BYU and Cougs fans are always looking forward to. Jake, I know that this is a unique thing for Arkansas to go out to Provo. I know a lot of fans are going. I'm going to be Mm -hmm. going out there. It's going to be my first time ever in Provo. So for Razorback fans that are maybe thinking about making the trip, uh, kind of give them a a little bit of what they can expect, maybe some things that they need to do or have to do while they're out there in the area because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be looking to have a good time over there in Provo. I think the first thing is a Razorback fan. I know that in Arkansas, you guys, it's pretty, you have a pretty mountainous terrain down there, but what you're going to realize when you get here to Provo is mountains are literally right on top of you. All you got to do is just Google LaBelle Edwards Stadium or BYU football, and you can see pictures. The Wasatch Range, as we call it out here in Utah, looms right over the top of that stadium. It's one of the more picturesque backgrounds in all of college football. You'll experience that. Uh, I would encourage anybody coming out here to go up in the well, – it's called Provo Canyon, but many people know the Sundance uh, Film Festival. Well, Sundance Resort is owned by Robert Redford, and it's about a 20-minute drive from BYU campus. You can get up into the mountains, really enjoy the scenery up here. When uh, Razorback fans do come to Utah here, the colors will be changing on the mountains. You'll see a bunch of gold and orange and red on the mountains here. It's just – it's a beautiful, beautiful setting, and – I encourage Razorback fans to take advantage of that. And if you're just looking for other things to do, Provo's got a pretty uh, good food scene. There's a, a myriad of different uh, food options out here. If anybody is a barbecue fan, let me let me say this. I know BYU and Utah may not be considered a barbecue haven like a Texas might be, but there is a Texas barbecue joint here in Utah called Bam Bam's Barbecue. If you're looking for the best barbecue in the state of Utah, I'd encourage you to check that out. It's about 10 minutes away from BYU campus, and it's absolutely lights out. So with this BYU team, we always hear about having uh, older, more experienced players. 
What what is the strength mm-hmm. of this team coming into this season? Uh, the strength of the Cougars is along their offensive line. Uh, they have expressed pretty serious optimism. This offensive line could have at least four guys next year who could be playing their trade in the NFL, and that's on this current offensive line. They've got a lot of bodies there. They think they're at least eight deep. A starter quality offensive lineman could go potentially ten deep. And I know that Razorback fans, Hog fans, they're very familiar with Coach Pittman and his ability to develop offensive line talent. That's what Jeff Grimes had brought to BYU when he was here, coming in as the offensive coordinator. He's obviously now at Baylor, but he made it a point to build up the depth along BYU's offensive line. And it's just my personal opinion, but this offensive line for BYU this year might be the best they've had in the in the 2000s. But you have to go back, I think, to maybe the 1996 season when BYU went 14-1 that year. So we're going back a long ways to find an offensive line that I think uh, matches the caliber of what this offensive line could be. Obviously, you got to get out on the field and prove it, but on paper right now, I think that offensive line is going to be BYU's chief strength. Since so many Razorback fans are also going to be making the trip, I, I wanted to ask you this because this is actually something my boss wanted me to ask mm-hmm. you too, Jake. There's this stigma okay. that about going out to Provo and in BYU about, you know, <laughs> alcohol and beer. Like, Razorback fans, they, they love to tailgate and have their beers and everything. So is it a pretty sure. strict law out there? Like, what can Ra- what, what are Razorback fans need to do? Do they need to import their own bush light? Like, what, what's going to have to happen out there in Utah? Um, let, me, let me just say this. BYU has been the most stone-cold sober university for, I think, 18 years running, folks. Essentially, since they created those rankings, the stone-cold sober rankings, BYU is number one every single year. It's a university that's affiliated with the LDS Church, the Mormon Church, as most people might know it out there. And they do not put, uh, allow alcohol in the stadium. I will say this, though. If you are a fan who's looking to imbibe, there are bars in Provo. Uh, famously, uh, Wisconsin came out here. This goes back, I think, five or six years ago. Uh, Badgers fans came in and actually drank one of the bars completely dry. So that's a, that's a credit to Badgers fans. I would assume that Razorback fans would like to one-up that. So you have that opportunity. But I have also seen many uh, Cougar fans, yes, there are some that like to imbibe and drink. Uh, they will just uh, pour their drink into an unassuming uh, solo cup and act like nothing's a big deal, and usually you can get away with it. So that's just a little tidbit for you, Razorback fans. <laughs> Yeah, that's something good during the game, but also you're pointing out that before and after the game, you can find plenty of places around. It's just not available in the stadium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a dry campus, but there is alcohol available at gas stations. Uh, there are, like I said, there are bars in Provo. You even want to drive up to Salt Lake City. There's a very uh, thriving bar scene up in the Salt Lake City area. So. Yes, there are ver- there are various opportunities for Razorback fans to both pregame and potentially celebrate afterwards as well, or drink to your misery if you can. I, whatever you whatever you want to do. Well, I got another important question for you too. Since we have you on, I, I got to ask, yeah. and I made a joke about yeah. it, but since I am a residential Jets fan here, not many of us around, uh-huh. the Zach Wilson story with his mom's friends. Like, what do you make of this? You were out there at BYU. You, you, you covered that. I mean, is there truth to this? Do you believe it? Like, yeah. what, what's your thought on it? I believe that there are uh, two elements to the story. Do I believe it in its totality that he hooked up with his mom's best friend? I don't necessarily believe that was exactly the scenario. Do I believe that there was potentially somebody affiliated with his family that he got involved with and it caused some drama? Oh, absolutely, because 
his ex-girlfriend, uh, Abby, uh, she went on social media and tried to roast him with the comments she made, calling him the, quote, homie hopper, is, was the terminology she used. She thought she was going to, like, sink Zach Wilson, but it turned into one of the most uh, absolutely epic backfires of all time. And it's actually worked out to Zach Wilson's credit, because I, I think most of us out there, you pay attention, Zach has said nothing, uh, whether to support it or to deny it. He's just letting it sit where it's at. And I can tell you this much. I had a conversation with somebody who knows Zach very, very well, and he is getting a lot of plaudits in NFL circles as a result of this whole story, even if it may not be 100% truthful. I think him staying silent has been something that's, like you said, helped him out, where it almost makes it funnier because it's not like he's embarrassed by it where he keeps denying it, but he's also not kind of being a tool by admitting it either. Like He's just saying, hey, I'll, let, I'll let everybody else decide. I'm not even going to get involved. Exactly. Yeah, he can he can just stand by, and in some circles he's an absolute legend. In other circles, yeah, they're going to be like, okay, well that's that's not necessarily the most appropriate course of action. But yeah, he doesn't have to do a single thing, and he just gets to sit back and enjoy the the ignominy or just the popularity <laughs> it's going to afford him. Yeah, he doesn't have to do a single thing. That's the best part. Well, let's hope that uh, he gets healthier and gets back on the field, and he can have his play back it up too, because that'll be uh, good for the for the New York Jets if that actually ends up happening. So, but uh, Jake, man, we appreciate you joining us. Yeah, yeah we appreciate you joining us, man, and uh, look forward to going out in Provo here in a few weeks. Absolutely, hit us up when you guys get out here. We'd love to host you guys, and look forward to seeing Hog fans out here. So, best of luck the rest of the season outside of that.